Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Welcome, everyone, to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today that I am very happy to welcome to the show. I think we're in for some really good insights today. I think this is going to be a very interesting conversation. I have a feeling. Lee Smith, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Evan. Great to be here with you. It's great to have you. <laughs> so I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most that they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? I am a speaker confidence coach and a certified NLP master practitioner. NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And what I do is work with entrepreneurs and coaches who want to use speaking to grow their business, their brand, their revenue, but they might be a little camera shy or stage shy. And I go deep with inside of themselves and help them boost that confidence and really put together their signature talk and use the dynamic elements of stage presence so that they can shine on an in-person stage, on camera, on the microphone, or in a meeting. And it really boosts their confidence because they have a story, they have a message that needs to get out in the world. And I want them to, I want to help them be able to do that. Okay. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing this for? Oh gosh. Well, I myself have been speaking since I was eight years old. So there's a number of years I have behind me on that. And then as a coach, I've been doing coaching. I've been doing for four or five years now, the speaking aspect, because I've had a little bit of transition in my business is into the speaking part has been about a year now, but I've helped close to a hundred coaches so far boost their confidence and make that difference. And it's been a lot of fun. Okay. I love it. I love it. So you made a transition, you know, into focusing on speaking and speech as it relates to confidence and coaching. Uh, What brought that about? Was there a catalyst that made you decide you wanted to make that change or was it more of a gradual transition? Yeah, there was actually. When I got started, I was putting together 25 years of personal growth development, which began with Tony Robbins. Uh, when he was just getting started into the speaking world. And then later in life, uh, Zig Ziglar, teachers like Ogmandino, Stephen Covey. And then by 2015, it was taking on Brenda Burchard. And I had taken all of these learnings from all of these people. And then my years of life experience and integrating it. And I was positioning myself out in the world as a mindset and self-talk coach. And 
really creating the impact for people who were fighting limiting beliefs, self-doubts, and particularly that inner critic. You're not good enough. Who do you think you are? Who's going to want to listen to you? That inner critic and really getting them to transform into that empowering beast that says you can do anything. You're unstoppable. You have these genius and gifts and greatness to give the world. So yes, this is who you must be. Get out there and make it happen. And you can make it happen. And as I was putting myself out there, I started hearing from my market that they loved my energy and the way that I showed up on stage. And the question was not, can I be part of your coaching program, but do you coach on speaking? I want to show up on stage the way I see you showing up on stage. And when that became overpowering for me, I thought, maybe I should give my market what they want from me instead of what I think they want. It's like really listening to them. And once I started doing that, I had clients coming in saying, yes, I want to work with you. Please help me with this and giving them those transformations. So it's been a great journey and a great transition. That is very cool. I know that that is a skill necessary for success in business generally, but especially for coaches because confidence is key and being able to conduct yourself well on stage or, you know, in any other speaking capacity, a podcast, something like that. It's, it's invaluable. I am a huge fan on my podcast of actionable advice, right? As a coach, I'm sure you know this, you know, change doesn't happen unless you take action. So let's say someone listening to this is inspired by the things that you're saying. They really resonate with the work you're doing and they want to improve their speaking as well. Besides, of course, working with you, what is a piece of actionable advice you could give that a listener could take and implement right now to begin to, you know, improve that skill and move in that direction? Definitely. That's a fantastic question, Evan. And I love it. What I would say, if you want to start a a change right now, that's going to have massive impact. I call it play because if you're not going to have fun with it, you're probably not going to get anywhere with it. So play with the power of the pause. And by that, I mean, if you, especially if you are someone who has what we call verbal fillers, maybe you say, um, maybe you say, uh, maybe you're like me. When I recognized when I was getting started speaking, I began almost every sentence with, and so. And so the next thing we're going to talk about is, and so I would like to share with you. And so the next part of my story is I would use and so. Or- For me, it's a, uh, you know, I say, you uh, know, after a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's so why I know. Cause I always, I'll try to catch myself. So, so yeah, there's a lot of different, uh, those fillers. I know what you mean, but continue. Yes. So at the end of the, at the end of phrases, we can also fill those in, like you said, with, you know, or there, uh, I came across a speaker whose, whose verbal filler was right. So mm, we continue to yep, do this, yep. right? And then our next step is when we do this, right? And da, 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 right, I thought, oh my goodness, please stop saying right because you're so wrong. So what <laughs> that first of all, become aware of what what is our filler. And I also said, you know, quite a lot too, Evan. And I didn't even catch it. I I found out that was a big thing for me in Toastmasters. I was in Toastmasters for two years and became an award-winning speaker through that program. And when they would catch me with the, you know. I would think back, oh, come on. I didn't say it that like, like that. I didn't say it that many times, did I? So here's how we play with the power of the pause. First of all, grab your phone, put it on 
video, selfie mode, of course, and time yourself for two minutes. Talk about anything that comes to mind. And it could be telling a story, telling a joke, or maybe teaching on an element. It doesn't matter, whatever suits your fancy. And just record yourself for those two minutes and then stop the recording, shake everything off of yourself and go back and watch and just observe listening. What do you hear? Do you hear, um, do you hear, uh, do you hear, you know, do you hear right? Do you hear and so, or any other filler that may come up and how often is it coming up? And so we need to create that awareness and then can you repeat that same two minute presentation, but then be mindfully aware of when that filler might come up and replace it with the pause. And then when you can do that, and then another day, maybe you do this twice a week. And so the more that you practice it and become aware of it, you'll put the pause in and then you'll continue with what it is that you want to say. And that pause can be powerful. And when you can use it intentionally to make a point with the audience, it will land in their space accordingly. And as you remove those fillers, and you don't have to remove it altogether. I want to remove this idea of perfectionism. Doesn't have to happen. If your ums come out every so often, but it's not a distraction, to where the audience is now counting how many ums you say along the way, that's a problem. But if you say it a few times, it's okay. It means you're human and you're relatable. So that would be my actionable tip. Play with the power of the pause. I love, I love that because that's something that I learned throughout my time being a, a podcast host. It's hard. You know, it's difficult even right now in this very moment. It definitely is a conscious effort not to use those kind of filler words. I just used one just then. I said kind of. <laughs> in my personal life, you know, if I'm not there, I just said, you know, in my personal life when I'm not speaking in something like a podcast or stage or something like that, I really don't care. Right. I'll use however many filler words. Maybe I'll be a little bit mindful sometimes just because then it makes my life easier on the podcast. Right. But it's definitely a conscious effort to not say those filler words. And I think it really comes down to being comfortable with silence because we oftentimes aren't. And that's what inspires those filler words because you're thinking about what you're going to say next. Your brain's running pretty fast and you want to keep talking. Absolutely. But you want to, instead of a filler word, you can have silence and someone isn't going to jump in and, and jump in and interrupt you, especially if you're speaking on a stage. You can take all the time you need. Was uh, that? Would you agree? Do you know what I mean? Have you kind of seen that like fear of silence and when you're talking? Oh, definitely. When someone has been up there and they go beyond, definitely beyond what seems comfortable, and you're on the edge of your seat thinking, "Why are they pausing so long? What are they going to say next?" And that curiosity just it builds and it it almost creates a palpable tension in the room and it's like what is it going to be and they come out with some element of surprise they might disrupt your thinking or they just bring up that profound moment or it can be a moment of laughter and now the room is buzzing with all that noise and it's just it's powerful to see the masterful speakers do that really cool oh yeah and it's funny 
you're th- it, it has so many benefits. You're, you're thinking as an audience member, oh my god, I wonder what they're gonna say next. This is so this is so crazy. It really adds that kind of tension when you pause. But for me as a speaker, that pause is just don't say um, don't say um right now. Don't right. say um or you know. Don't say that. That's it. That's all that's going through my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not, it's not even. I'm not even trying to have some dramatic moment. It right. just. It just is a happy side effect of yeah. me trying to sound not like an idiot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh. So, do you have any other tips on how to go about? avoiding those fillers and being comfortable with silence now that we've talked about it a little bit more in depth besides simply being conscious of it is there really much else a person can do or is it just practice you just said it evan it's definitely the practice i myself when i became very aware of my verbal fillers decided to put myself on my own personal challenge. Now, I know there are other speaker coaches who do this out in the world where they want to get people comfortable doing Facebook Lives or some type of video recording and recognizing that I I wanted to create this change. I thought, well, I'm just going to do this for myself. I'm going to go on a 30-day challenge. I'm going to show up 10 o'clock my time every single day, speak for two to five minutes, and work on those ums. And I did that for 30 days. The first five days, when I look back, oof, I would be kind of embarrassed now to share them with the world. Like, oh, I was pretty pitiful. But then as I became mindfully aware and I was practicing it every day for those 30 consecutive days, I became better at it and then getting to where I can master it. And now even in moments of impromptu, for example, last weekend, I was in an inaugural off-the-cuff speaker competition is what it was called, which means there's zero preparation. They give you a prompt, tell you you have one minute and go. And now you're speaking on the subject like, oh, what do I know about this? And what do I say? And making sure those verbal fillers aren't there. I had that one little voice in my brain saying, don't say, um, don't say, ah, don't say, you know, and making sure that I stay on track with that. So it does come with practice and staying mindfully aware of it and putting in that not, it's not your inner critic voice. It's, it's a different part of your brain that you can put to work and saying, all right, before I put the pause, what am I saying next? Okay. I got this. And you keep moving. <laughs> oh so yes, it does. It does come with, with the practice. Right. And it also depends on what the context is for speaking. If someone is speaking on stage and they're giving a prepared speech or they're there's something there's some level of preparation like that to whatever they're speaking then it'd be easier because you stick to what you wrote down to say you know but when you're doing something off the cuff like you and i are doing right now it's definitely difficult to not slip into truly just casual conversation and i try to keep things casual i mean it's not doesn't really matter that much but still you know it takes a little bit more of an effort when you're truly just no preparation, you're just off the cuff. I mean, that's definitely, would you agree? Yes, definitely. definitely. (laughs) And when it comes to prepared that leaning into yourself, when, when someone is asking you to show up on a stage, it's because you know something and it's usually that particular something that you're going to share. 
And so knowing that you know your stuff, you know what you know. And then there's typically a story related to what it is that you know. Well, typically you've lived that story. So once again, you know that story. So if you know you and you know your story, you know that piece of information you're going to share. And then the question is, well, who is my audience? Well, the more that you can get to know the audience, all the better you're going to know that as well. And even in some instances where you don't know the audience, but you kind of get an idea because of the theme of the event you're showing up for, that type of thing. That's where you can build your confidence and show up with your best effort. And nobody, I have not yet in in all of my years of speaking, met somebody who expects perfection. They're just wondering, are you giving my audience what they want and what they need? And are you being professional about it? That in the sense that you're not tearing people down, you're not being rude to anybody, you're showing up on time, you're finishing on time, those types of things. But when you know what you know, and that's what you're sharing is what you know and who you are, and you can build your confidence around that, that's where you're definitely going to show up as a superstar. Yes. And you know, it's funny, perfection doesn't even exist. So you can't strive for that. And you're a human being. I mean, there's only, you kind of have to relax that a big part of it is if you are relaxed and confident, then it comes a lot easier. Definitely. Definitely. But the, one of the biggest killers of that confidence is fear. So do you still experience fear when you're speaking? And regardless, I'm sure you have in the past, what's one strategy that a listener could take and implement to help overcome those classic speaking fears that we all get from time to time? Fear of judgment, fear of tripping up on the stage, fear of forgetting what am I going to say? And and fear of, am I going to look like or sound like an idiot up there? Their fears in these cases, they're illusions. And they are simply the stories that we tell ourselves. And any of those fears that I just listed, were they about the audience at all? No, they were all about me, which means I'm letting my ego get in the way when I say, oh, but I have this fear. I have this fear of what people are going to think and what people are going to say. You're making it about yourself. And number one, the audience is there for themselves. They want to know what's in it for me. Why are you here? What's in it for me? And when they're looking at you, yes, they want to know what's in it for them. And truth be told, they actually want to see you win. Again, while I have never met an event planner who is expecting perfection from a speaker, I have yet to meet somebody in any given audience in pretty much any situation who expects the speaker to fail. That just does not happen. So that's something that we're thinking for ourselves. All right. So we hear these thoughts in our heads and have these feelings, but I'm afraid of this and I fear that. Change the story. How true is it that that is possible? It's not true at all. We can reframe that. Or here's what I've learned to do with my fears. I have a conversation with it as if it's its own little stick figure. And I say, oh, hi, fear. Thanks for showing up. Because fear only shows up 
when it's something we care about. If we didn't care about it, what's to be afraid of? If it doesn't matter, we're not gonna have any feelings at all about it. So in this case, we can actually give gratitude to the fear. Hey, fear, thanks for showing up. I feel you sweating in my palms. I feel you pounding in my chest. My heart is racing. I've got the sweat on my brow and I can feel all the butterflies in my stomach. You know what's amazing? All of those visceral responses that we might call nervousness or fear is the exact same visceral responses for excitement. So if we can instead say, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid or I'm so nervous, replace it with, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get out there in front of the audience. I can't wait to get out there on the mic, whatever it happens to be. We can say that. And then last with the fear, we can say, all right, fear, yeah, I feel you here. I see that here, thanks for showing up. Tells me that I care. I'm going to give you two choices. Number one, you can step aside and let me do this anyway. Or number two, you can sit down, buckle up and shut up because I'm going out there anyway. And it sounds silly. It may sound ridiculous to you, but I promise you because this has worked 100% of the time for me, every time I have that conversation with fear, it just fizzles away the moment that happens when I give it the two choices. And all I'm left with is that excitement and I'm prepared, and I'm ready to go, and off I go. I love it. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I've, I've thought of that as well. Fear and excitement are two sides of the same coin, honestly. Yes. But at the end of the day, one of the biggest things as well about fear is that you can't let it stop you, and you have to do whatever you're trying to do regardless. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I absolutely love that. And I think there's been there have been some pretty incredible insights in this episode around speaking. I love talking about speaking because I never thought that I would be anything like a speaker. I grew up very introverted, very shy. Hated speaking in front of a class or something like that when I was in school. And now to be, to have, to be, you know, having this conversation and speaking on a podcast like this is a pretty crazy turn of events. So, uh, I appreciate you having this conversation with me because it's something that's definitely near and dear to my heart. My last question for people who are interested in you and in the work you're doing, where can they find out more about you online? Uh, thank you for that, Evan. The best way is to go to Facebook and I have a Facebook group called speaking confidently with Lee and Lee is spelled L Y. And it's my free Facebook group. I have three questions and they're super simple to answer. The number one is what is your biggest challenge with public speaking? This helps me to understand where you are on your speaking journey and how I can help you get to where you want to be as a speaker. Number two is would you like my PDF of, of stage resources? So if you are a beginning speaker or a seasoned speaker looking for more stages and where to find them, I have a PDF I've put together where you can find those resources. And then the third question is, would it be valuable to you if I gave you five free, if I told you about how I, we could work together for five free days, something to that effect. And there's multiple choices there. You can say no, not now, or yes, yes, yes. And then I have a conversation with you about what that would look like. 
And in that Facebook group, every Tuesday, I put together a Talk Tuesday with Lee video where I drop a three to five minute little speaker insight like we did into this podcast today with Evan talking about the verbal fillers. What can If that's a problem for you in speaking, well, what can you do about it? And I try to give either a thought or a hack or an actionable item that you can put into practice right away because I want you to win as a speaker. And this is such a passion for me, not only because I have loved public speaking for so long, but because the world needs people like Evan. The world needs people like you who have a story, who have a message that the world needs to hear. Not everybody is here for Evan. Not everybody is here for me. There are other people out there who are here specifically for you and your message that can be told in only the way that you can tell it. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping you boost your confidence so you can put yourself out there because I need you, Evan needs you, and the world needs you. So let's do this together. I love that. I think that is incredible. I'm going to have all of that linked up in the show notes. I definitely encourage everyone listening to check all of that out in more detail. But for now, Lee, thank you again very, very much for coming on the podcast today. This has been fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.